Thank you guys for tuning in to the Dope Vision Experience Podcast. Your boy Frank Needy. I'm back for another episode. I want to say thank you to each and every person who gave me the opportunity to share with you my thoughts and my opinion about what's been going on. As you guys know, with this series, I've been breaking down each and every week the shot. We're doing a recap on it. Now we're on season four, episode seven, man. I hope you guys have been watching it. We're coming up to the end of the show. Man, I've really been enjoying it. It's been some things that's been kind of happening in the show that's kind of been taking some turn and some twists. And we're talking about some deep stuff as well. So I hope you guys really been enjoying it. So with that, I'm going to kick the podcast off, man. I hope. You grab your lighters, pull up. If you're at the gym, you're on the train, you're in the car, turn me up. Let's get it. Thank you guys for sticking around, man. We're, we're going to go ahead and kick this off, man. We, as we see the opening scene, we see... Um, what, what I talked about earlier, I knew that Keisha was gonna want to gonna keep that baby. You know, all the things were leading up to it. Even though she kind of gave the baby away, and when the initial baby was born, she gave it away to the adoption lady. But I knew that deep down that she wanted that baby. You can see in her eyes that she wanted that baby, and she was gonna keep the baby. So now she has the baby. She's kind of like in the house with her mom. Her mom kind of comes in, and you can kind of see that her mom doesn't really want her to keep the baby because she's like, "Hey, how did? Why? Why would you? You are you sure this is what you want?" And she's like, "Yeah, this is what I want." And she wants the baby you know she wants to be a mother to her child she doesn't want to miss those memories like she missed with her with her with her childhood she don't wasn't miss any of that so she wants to be a mother you know even though something terrible happened to her but it was a blessing that came out of it which was a life and so she feels you know responsible for that she wants to be a mother she doesn't want to give up on her child her mom is like you sure you want to do this and she's like why are you asking me this of course are you sure you want to be a part of this but her mom just kind of just kind of trying to look out for it it's like look Man, what are you gonna do once you go beyond this? You know, all of a sudden you're just living here, but you can't, you're not gonna live here forever, and the baby is gonna eventually start to grow, and you can't continue to work at the, the the Salvation Army place that you're working. Like, what are you gonna do? And she was like, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. And that's what young mothers do. You know, they struggle in the beginning, and then eventually they figure it out. You know, and when she figures it out, she's gonna be great. She's gonna be grateful that she, you know, made that decision to keep her child and not give it up because once those memory, once that child is gone, it's gone forever, and you forever regret having that child and, and giving. Up that child at that moment in time in your life so money intrigue finally got what they wanted man they got the trap house busted down but now they have to figure out what they're going to do with all the young ladies that's in the house you know a money intrigue kind of shows up to the house and they kind of walk through it and they kind of see you know the conditions that the women were living in you know you go from room to room there's you know two women in this room another woman in this room and it just varies amount of women in each one of the rooms and they don't know what to do and so they're trying to figure out what should we do with this you know what should we do with the young ladies are we going to have them go to some type of shelter what are we going to do they just don't know they don't have a plan of action because Duda has already you know given his blessings for them to go ahead and shut the trap house down you know they now they have the opportunity to go in there and, and free all these women but the thing is, like, once you free them, where are they going to go? Because they've been trapped in, you know, with no family. They don't have anybody to go to. They've been trapped in the house for who knows how long, you know, doing sex work or whatever they had them doing inside the house. And now they are free, but they have no plan of action to kind of get, get them to kind of, you know, better their life at this moment. You know, just money was just so in a rush and she was so emotionally tied to it, but she didn't think about the long term like after that. Trey kind of brought that up, but she didn't care. She just wanted to know, like, hey, look, I want the girls out of the house. I want to be able to get them free. And now they're free. They don't know what to do with it. As we continue to see, we see some of the women in the house, they're not happy with the decision that they made. They're not happy with the money, you know, getting rid of that situation because they have been t totally tied to that 
their lifestyle for so long that they're angry. They don't know what they should do. Like they don't know where they're gonna go. They don't have any family to go to, and they're mad at your money. Like, like why would you do this to us? What are we gonna do? I'm not trying to go from you know one one trap house and go to another trap house and somebody telling me what to do. And so they have to figure out what they're gonna do while they have these ladies free because nobody had a plan of action when it happened. So Tiff and Emmett, they're going over to Keisha's house and they're gonna be there with their parents and they're doing something what is called like a baby shower. You know, she they wanna call a baby shower, but they're being a baby shower because they're bringing over gifts for the newborn baby. And as they're there, you can see Emmett and Nina, they're sitting down at the table and you know, Nina's drinking something. You can see that something's heavy on her chest. And so Emmett's like, hey, look, I know that look. Like, what are you, well, something's going on. And she's like, oh, nothing's going on. Of course, she's trying to shake it out, but she's still having that guilt about cheating on her wife. And she hasn't told her yet, you know, and feeling very guilty about cheating on her because she thought that she was cheating with, you know, Jada. And she thought that her best friend was cheating on her with her wife, but it wasn't a situation. She was more or less trying to keep the secret, trying to protect her through going through this, you know, this troublesome time in her life when she noticed she has cancer, but she just wanted just somebody to be there for her. And instead she she misinterpreted the situation and she thought that she was cheating with her and she so she decided to go out and cheat back and now that's heavy on her and so emma is talking to her and he can see that pain in her eyes and said hey look you need to let it go you need to be truthful with yourself he's like what are you talking about something's going on and nina almost thought that he knew what happened but he didn't know he just know that in his current situation that he had to be truthful about him cheating on his wife with dom and so he just reciprocated that with her and she just like, hey, what? Oh my goodness, I, she fig he figured me out, but he didn't know what was going on. He just let her know like, hey, look, I know that look because I've been there before. And so when he was about to, you know, really get deep into it, somebody interrupted him. And so they had to cut the conversation off. Now we see Papa and Jake, they're actually at the restaurant and uh, Papa just basically talking to Jake and saying, hey man, I heard about you taking Gemma to the to the spring fling. And he's like, yeah, I'm taking it. He's like, man, don't be messy. He's like, man, it's not my fault that, that Kevin's corny. But you know what I'm saying? He just letting them know, like, hey, look, man, I don't, I don't agree with you guys doing, but you know, you're gonna do what you're gonna do. Papa just want to say his piece, want to let him know he doesn't agree with what's going on. But he's like, hey, look, man, I'm following my heart. And so Papa hit him with, hey, look, make sure she don't break your heart. And it kind of gives him something to think about because he's never been in a situation where he really liked the girl as much as they liked him. He normally kind of be on the other side where the girl kind of likes him and he really doesn't care about them. And he kind of goes and does what he want to do, but not with Jim. He really, he really likes her. And so he just let him know, hey, look, man, you got your heart out there. Just make sure she, does, she doesn't break it because how Maisha did him. He's going through, you know, the situation now where Maisha broke up with him and he's really heartbroken over her. And he, he doesn't want that to happen to him as well. So now we got to move on and we kind of see Kevin kind of outside of this store and he's kind of waiting on this video game to come out. And so he has a long line like most of the times when those popular games come out and he's just waiting in line and all of a sudden they say, hey, look, we're all sold out, man. Come back next week. And he's really broke up about it because he really wants to play the game. And that's how he kind of he's going to figure out a way to cope with, you know, what's going on with him in his life. And he's always played video games. He's been good at video games. And then all of a sudden he sees the young lady who he bumped into at the, the, the convention hall community center last week. And he's like, hey, look, man, you got the game? He's like, yeah, man, uh, how do you get one? He's like, man, I know the manager, they always hold a copy for me. He's like, hey, man, can I sell it? She was like, no, but if you want to come play, you can come play with me. You know what I'm saying? We can play the game together. And so he kind of kicks it with her and they want to walk off and they go to her place on the other side of town, which sound he's hitting the other side of town, which he's never been on. And she's kind of looking at him like, hey, man, you, you've never been on this side of town before? He's like, nah. And so they kind of continue to walk and they're going, jumping on the train. They're just talking about what's going on. 
Now we cut to the scene where we see the community trying to come together. They're helping one another. We see a, a young man. He's carrying the signs. He's trying to be all about the community. And he sees a young, a older lady having trouble with the groceries. He goes over to help her. Another young man, he sees that a, a kid is actually about to break into the car. And he catches him. And instead of him kind of beating up the guy, he just talks to the young boy and shows him that there's a better way. And so he's trying to be the community activist, you know, one another helping each other. They're trying to help each other out and make sure that they stay within they stay within the, the community guidelines. They don't have they don't need the police to come in and help them out. And so they're trying to do it for themselves. And that's the way that Duda kind of wants it. They want the community to police themselves and do things to keep the police out of out of their community because he feels like the police officers are killing them. And so especially with the defund the police thing that's going on right now, he wanna make sure that they're able to take care of themselves. And now the community is starting to rally behind one another and trying to help each other out. Now we kind of cut to the scene where we see all the ladies back at the house and they're sitting around the table and they're talking about, you know, the baby name. And because Keisha has a name, the baby, they're wondering, hey, what are you going to name the baby? And she's like, hey, I don't know. It's going to come to me. And they're kind of all kind of talking about, you know, their decisions and uh, how they name the babies. And Jada, they ask, you know, Jada, how did you, you know, come up with the name Emmett? And she kind of tells a story about she always heard the name about Emmett when she was coming up, which refers to Emmett Till. And she says that if she ever had a child, she was going to name the child Emmett. And kind of when she had a boy, she wanted to name him Emmett. And she kind of says the story about how that name came to her. And she wanted to, you know, preserve the the, the legacy of that person. And that's why she named the, named the baby Emmett. And so now Keisha has a, something on her chest. And she's wondering what she's going to name the baby. And she said, hey, it's going to come to me at one point. Now the trigger is back at the, the trap house. You see all the young ladies there. He's bringing food. He wants to make sure that they're okay. But he has to talk to Imani because Imani is kind of excited. She's bringing clothes over to the women and she wants to wants them to feel, you know, loved and taken care of. But Trig is like, hey, look, man, we, we have to figure out what we're going to do here. You know, they don't have any plates here, don't have any bowls, you know, and the women are feeling a little bit angry towards them and they're, they don't know what to do yet. And so they're, they're talking about, you know, what they're going to do with the house and how they're going to move the girls into different places. And the girls are just not feeling it. And so, you know, Trig and Imani, they go and they have a nice little sit down and talking about what, what they're going to do with it. And so, you know, we see Imani, she goes into the room with a young lady who died, who she was really trying to help, where it kind of kicked off all of this that's going on now. And so he's talking to her and he's talking about how, you know, what are we going to do? Uh, she's like, I don't know what we're going to do, but, you know, this is the room that Trinity slept in. And so Trig kind of has the, the idea to call the house Trinity House. Hold up, hold up, hold up, man. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. This this week's sponsor is going to be Printify. Printify is a fast-growing, transparent, print-on-demand network, instantly connecting merchants to major print providers, allowing them to sell custom print products that are printed, shipped directly to the customer. Use promo code DOPEVISION for 30-day free premium access. Again, use promo code DOPEVISION for 30-day premium access. When you're ready to get started, make sure you click the link in my show notes, and that's going to take you directly to the page. This is your boy Frank Nitton. Back to the show. Man, shout out to Squarespace. I use them every single day for my website, for my photography. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't promote anything that I wouldn't do myself. Squarespace is trusted by the world's best because it empowers people with creative ideas to succeed. From websites and online stores to marketing tools, analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence. Squarespace is the leader in the website design. Stand out online with a professional website, online store, or portfolio. With Squarespace, you can turn any idea into a reality. Choose from award-winning templates, customize the design to fit your personal styles and professional needs, drag and drop images onto your site, and easily move, add, and delete pages. 
easily change front colors and page configuration, present your work with professional portfolio designs, display projects in customizable galleries, and password protected pages to share private works with clients. Get 24-7 help from the Squarespace customer service support team, unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and enterprise-grade infrastructure. Squarespace is the best place to start an e-commerce brand and grow. Whether you're just getting started or already selling products, Squarespace has everything you need to power your store and grow your business. Your customers can manage their cart and check out easily without leaving the store. Accept payments with Stripe, PayPal, Apple Pay, and Square. Manage local tax rates and shipping costs. Squarespace has marketing tools to help you grow your business and your audience. Drive traffic to your website and measure your success with powerful marketing and analytical tools. Squarespace has integration with all the leading social platforms so you keep customers up to date with the latest from your website and even buy products directly from Instagram. Highlight important announcements like seasonal sales or holiday hours with intuitive banners and promotions. Analyze and optimize with Squarespace analytics. From a single interface, get insight into your visitors and their behavior through visual reports covering statistics like page views, conversions, popular content, and more. Squarespace has transparent and affordable domain purchasing, upfront pricing, no hidden fees. If you're not ready to create a website, don't worry. When you register your domain with Squarespace, Squarespace sets up a beautiful spam-free holding page while you finalize your vision. When you're ready to create your beautiful website to promote your business, don't forget about Squarespace and to support the Doe Vision Experience podcast and my YouTube channel. You'll first need to click my link in the show notes, save 10% off your subscription of your website, and use my promo code PARTNER10 at checkout. Make sure you use the link in my show notes and put that partner 10 in. It's very important. If you're looking to kick off your business and you want to sell merch, if you want to sell t-shirts, hat, cups, or whatever the case may be, and you're not quite sure where to start or how much inventory to, to stash at your house, man, I got a great idea for you. Instead of doing all that, let's try something different. Let's try a print-on-demand company. If you're really down for that, man, check out Printful. It's a print-on-demand company that makes things a lot easier for you. It handles all your shipping, handles all your returns. All you have to do is upload your design, pick out the price that you want, and away you go with your marketing. Again, if you're looking for something that's different, do print-on-demand instead of having to stash all those t-shirts and all the inventory at your house if this sounds awesome to you man click the link in my show notes set up the store and let me know how it goes now let's get back to the show to honor the depth of the woman that she was trying to help and so you know trig had the idea why don't we you know have the lady stay here and money's like what he's like yeah they can just stay here and that would be that give them the opportunity to you know protect themselves and, they, and one of the ladies said man that's a that's a fantastic idea you know i can do some work around here we can fix this up and this can be a home for any women who are having trouble who are run away they can come here and they can be like a safe haven for him and so the women really enjoy that idea and they really like the idea so they're going to kind of stay there instead of having to go shuffle them through out the throughout the city to different houses and being in these places where they don't enjoy the, enjoy being and so this trinity house is now going to be a safe haven for all women who have any trouble they can come and live there with them we cut to the scene where we see Jada and Nina actually sitting down and they're talking about, you know, about the party and just having a, a nice little uh, combo back and forth. And so we hear Jada say, man, I appreciate you for for sharing Dre with me while I go through chemo. And Nina's like, of course. And so she was like, man, Jada's like, man, if it was me, I don't know if I would be able to do that uh, because I would have thought something was going on as a joke. And all of a sudden, Nina kind of has this look on her face like, man, oh, she figured me out. And Jada's like, 
I was just joking. Are you serious? Did you really think that was you think something was going on between us? And so Nina kind of comes out like, man, hey, what were I supposed to think, man? She was actually she was being sneaky. She was sending me a voicemail and she was like, man, but you know us like, you know, we wouldn't do anything like that. And so now she comes clean about, you know, her having, you know, infidelities in the marriage. She said she made a mistake and she cheated on her. And so now Jada's like, oh, my goodness, like what is going What are you guys going to do? And she's like asking her. She told her yet. And she's like, no, I haven't told her. But she knows she has to get that out, get that off her chest because she lets her know that, hey, man, Dre is very understanding and she doesn't run from problems. But who knows what a situation like this, man, this is going to be kind of hard for her to bear. She was going through, you know, had a lot of baggage with her and her kids. And then all of a sudden with her friend, who knows what Dre is going to do, because she's always been there for everybody. And for something like this to come up in a, in a desperate time when she really needs her, who knows what Dre might do. We see Kevin and his new friend there on the west side of town. She's like, like, look, man, you look, you never been over here before. And he's like, yeah, I can tell. And so he, he's like, where are we going? And so she, you know, takes him to this place and it's like a gaming house. You know, they go into the house and they see a lot of people, a lot of different games in there. It's a nice little vibe in there. And it's kind of like his, 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 his heaven. He loves playing games. He loves playing video games. And so he goes to a place where people are just there. They're gaming and they're having fun. And he feels like, oh my goodness, how how did I not know something like this was going on? And he sees how the interaction that she's having with everybody there, and she feels right at home. And everybody respects her because they know that she's a top-notch gamer. And he's like, man, what do I do here? And she tells him, hey, go have fun, go play. And so he's like there, he's playing different games. And as you can see that they eventually, they start playing They start playing one another. And she's gonna test, test and see how good he is. So eventually you can see that she's actually winning the game that they're playing. Uh, they don't give them the name of the game, but they're playing some type of video game where they have the cars, they're in the arena and they're, they're hitting the ball and they're trying to score. It's almost like soccer, but with cars. I know it feels, it sounds weird, but this is what they're playing. And so she's winning in the beginning of the, the, the match. And then all of a sudden things start to turn and she's like, what are you doing? You know, you're not, you can't win this game. He's like, look, man, I know what I'm doing. Watch this. And so he scores a point on her and everybody goes crazy. And you can see that she's kind of like a sore loser. And so they, they almost get to the end of the match. He's continuing to play. She's playing him tough and he wins. And you can see that everybody kind of like shows that, like, hey, look, she doesn't lose for you to beat her. This is a, a, a big thing because around here, she's basically the king of playing video games. And for him to come into her domain and beat her like that, you know, just kind of show her up and see that she's like not the king that she thought she was. Um, it kind of really hurts her because you can see that how the sore losing this on her face and how she kind of plays it out. And it's just it's just a funny sight to see to see somebody who's always been great at their their game and then see somebody to come in and take over all in front of the people and kind of show them up. And so it makes Kevin feel good. You know, he's he's smiling. He can see because he's in this element. He loves playing video games, as we saw in one of the earlier episodes where he was at the Fred house and he was beat, you know, the white boys playing video games there. So this is what he do. He really enjoys playing video games. And for him to beat her was a, a huge thing for her, for him to boost his confidence and for her, you know, to really respect him when it comes to gaming. As they leave, they go to the park and they sit down and talk to one another and they're kind of unraveling and talking to each other about their feelings and about the situation that they're going through. And they're, you know, they're showing their emotions and they're kind of both, you know, revealing that the trauma that they've been going through and they kind of have them kind of have a relationship bond through trauma. And that shouldn't be the case when we're having kids talk to one another to be relating to each other through trauma. They should have you know, uplifting stories to find ways to connect to each other. But now these two, because they're both going through situations where she says, hey, look, man, I had to choose between a drunk daddy and, and my, you know, my, my brother. And so, you know, I chose my brother because my otherwise I'll be going to foster care. You know, and so her brother is the angry guy that, you know, that hit Trig in the face. And so we know how his temper is because his girl is on the OnlyFans and he's kind of feel, you know, uh, the shortcomings of not being able to 
provide for the household because she's doing it through OnlyFans and he doesn't like that. And so they're having a, a really tough time at their household and things are going to turn even worse because as we see the next scene, we see him coming to the house and he's actually upset because she's there again and he's, he could be drunk. He don't know. We don't know what's going on. But things are about to get out of hand because he's in there and he's about to break the intrigue, trying to, you know, to police the situation because he's been there before. And he knows that they are having a toxic relationship. You know, they know that they don't get along because she's on OnlyFans. He doesn't want her to be on OnlyFans, but this is what she used to pay the bills. And they're throwing things and they're fussing at each other. And we know things are probably going to go to the left. And now we have the cut scene. We go back to we see you know, Tiff and Emmett. They're actually in a good space right now. And so Tiff has a gig to, to set up for the night where she's going to be going to a sex party because this is something they want to do for their clientele to kind of you know kind of boost their clientele and he's like hey look i've never been to a sex party but you know what i changed my mind i want to go and so i don't want you there by yourself and so they kind of decide to go to the sex party and this is something different for the both of them you know she's going to be there working he's going to be there for the first time and it's going to be eye-opening for the both of their relationship because they've never been there before you know and so they see something in a different light and they get to go there and they see a lot of people, different people in there in the element of having sex parties. You know, there are a lot of, you know, you know, whips going on. They can watch people have sex. They can in, they can get in if they want to. They just have to be invited. They have to have consent. And so it's like why it's like a wow factor for him to be there as well as for her. You know, as, as Tiff tell him, just go out, you know, I'll come find you later. Go have fun. Go see what you go do something. And so he's kind of walking around and he's in awe and he see these two ladies are sitting there kissing. And he's kind of think that he can use the rules of the street and just kind of come in there because, you know, he's never been in something like that. But there are guidelines. And he see the two ladies that are sitting down and they're kissing. He just like, look, uh, I just want to watch. And he was like, no, you know, he's you can tell that he's green in there and they can know they know that he's green. And so they're like, no, he's like, I just want to watch. And they're like, no. And he's like, what do you mean? No. And they're like, you know, basically get away from us. Like, we don't want you to be, you know, interacting with us, even though we know we're a sex party. You have to get consent from us. If you don't have consent, you can't watch us. You can't be a part of what we got going on. And he just doesn't know the rules yet because he's never been before. He thinks that he can just use his suave talking and get into uh, in their pants like he normally does. But this is not how it goes down here. The sex party is totally different. The rules are different. You have to buy by the rules. Otherwise, you, you have to leave. In a weird way, I think this might be good for them and their relationship because it might help them move forward. It might help them, you know, figure out something new in their relationship for them to kind of bond over. There might be a way for them to come together throughout the sex party for them to kind of, you know, bond and and get back to where they were in the beginning, kind of get over that situation where, you know, he told her that he cheated and now they have an open remarriage where she goes out and she kind of bees with Dante. And that's his biggest hang up. He knows that she wants to be with Dante and she wants to have sex with Dante. But, you know, in the sex party, they may be able to do it together. And so this is something that they may have to, you know, open up and talk about. And this you can just see them actually enjoying this moment and not thinking about anything that's going on outside of any troubles that they may have in their relationship. So now we cut back to we see Kevin and, you know, the person, the young lady who he's playing video games with and they walk and you can see that he's really into her and he's liking her. And so he asks her out, like, hey, look, why don't I, you know, go to the movies tomorrow? And she's like, nah, I don't see you like that. You know, basically letting him know he's corny, but she's still down to play video games with him. So she gets her phone, put the number in and let him know, like, hey, look, man, anytime you want to play video games, hit me up. And so he's kind of like, you know, feeling, you know, feeling kind of awkward, you know, getting, sh getting shut down. But those those awkward moments when, you know, a young lady tells, you no, and you thought you had the shot, you know, you, you missed 100 percent of the shots you don't take. So, you know, I commend him for taking the shot, especially when he just went through with Gemma. But he's trying to get back on his feet. He's relating to somebody. And so he's kind of like feeling, what do I do now? 
Now we see Jake and Jim when they're back at the house and, you know, they're going to the bedroom. He tells us, you know, close your eyes. And so he opens up the door and he shows us like, you know, he's trying to surprise her to ask her for the spring fling. And she's so in awe in the little moment. And you can see he turns on the music. They're really enjoying themselves. And you can see that he's happy, you know, he, for all the things that he's went through. He's happy with Gemma and Gemma is definitely, you know, happy with him. And they're happy with the decision that they made. And so, you know, they, they're going to the spring fling together and they kind of over what they what happened between, you know, him kevin and Gemma, and then they're moving on and they're kind of going to go down their own path with their own relationship a quick cut scene we see kevin in the bathroom he's like what is he doing he's taking his gloves off and you can see he's in the mirror and he pulls his he, they, they pan up to his head and he's basically bleached his hair blue you know he put a nice dye in his hair it's nice and blue and he's like wow so he's trying to do a quick shake up of himself because he's been seeing that people have been like not respecting him and calling him corny so he's kind of coloring his hair blue and i kind of feel like he's coloring his hair blue because that's how he feels on the inside but he actually enjoys it and so now we we cut to the next scene we cut back to where uh trig was at the house with, Cher with cherry and her boyfriend and we know that the situation has been volatile between the two of them but she has a brother there and so they're outside you know he's outside talking to the young boy and the young man's just like man like hey look man trick tell him like look bro just leave for the night you know calm down you know come back tomorrow he's like but you know she fucked my face up why should i have to leave he's like man you know just calm down just leave for the day and you see her she comes outside and she comes outside with her brother and his brother's like hey look man if i catch you over again i'm gonna kill you and she was like man and she was just egging him on like fuck him up and he triggers like man just go back in the house chair he's like no i'm not going anywhere and you can see that they're coming downstairs and they're you know antagonizing the boyfriend even though they know the situation is already volatile they know what's going on and he's walking down the staircase and trigger's trying to look like look man lance don't do this man you want to go back in the house and he's like no man and so they're downstairs at the bottom of the steps now and he's like man like look man i'll fuck you up and he's like man don't do it lance just go back in the house and so lance pulls out the gun and he's like man i don't know fuck kill me then he put the gun gun to the young boy's head and so and so trigger's like man look man calm down man don't do it lance like man just don't do it and so he steps in between the boy and lance and all of a sudden he kind of knocks the gun out of lance hand he pushes him up against the wall and so the boyfriend grabs the gun and he holds it up and he breaks free from trig and lance charges the boy shoots him in the chest and so now we have a situation on hand where you have a, a man who's been basically been killed right in front of him over a volatile situation where it could, it could all been you know it could have all been avoided had he just not came outside or he went back upstairs and just listened to Trig. And now Trig has to deal with this moment like, hey, man, like, damn, man, I'm trying to do my best out here. But these guys still want to kill each other. And he feels somewhat responsible for the situation because he's like, man, maybe we maybe I'm not cut out for this. And he's still starting to have doubt in his head to see someone die right in front of his eyes over something so dumb and, and trivial when they could have just both left the situation alone and he could still be alive today. Now we're back where we see Nina and Dre that sitting down. They're talking about, you know, what's going on. And, and Dre doesn't know what's about to hit her. And so they're talking about, you know, how things are going to be back to normal. But Nina's having these flashbacks of when she cheated on her. And so she knows she has to come clean with Dre. And so she's sitting down and she's telling her how much she loves her. And Dre's like, what's going on? And then she eventually tells her that, you know, she cheated on her. And she's like, really sorry. But Dre's like, what? What are you doing? And she's having a breakdown right now in the middle of the house because she know like oh no how could you do me like this like why would you do this and so Dre's just like no my goodness like you know she's so angry and Nina's telling her that she's sorry and she apologized but she didn't mean for it to happen and Dre's like you know really upset when somebody would tell you something like that you would be so hurt and so angry but she doesn't know what they're going to do 
And now we cut back to Trig where he's got his hand over the young man's chest where the bullet wound was. And you can see that the young man's not gonna make it. The, the ambulance is there, but they're not they're not there and fast enough. And you can see the young man, he's spitting up blood and chances are he just won't make it, man. And young man probably is gonna die from the gunshot wound directly to the chest in the hallway of you know the apartment building where they were arguing downstairs at the bottom of the staircase you know trig tried his best to you know de-escalate the situation but of course it didn't go that way you know what i'm saying and he feels some kind of way about the situation where somebody died on his watch right in front of him he's talking to dude and he's letting dude know like look man we need more help you know we can't continue to go on like this we need someone to come in and help him. and he's and and dude let him know like look man the police are gonna continue to you know cage us and kill us but we we need to be able to do this ourselves you know and he's letting them like look the community they don't turn on us you know it's good with us handing out groceries but if we continue to lose people you know they're gonna turn on us and we're gonna lose them and he's like look man you got to figure it out man you have to you know do your best you know you have to you know be more discreet you have to do what you have to do to make sure things work out and so now we have the cutscene where we see uh, Keisha, she's in her dreams and she's dreaming about those those nightmares that she was having when she was there and she was being captive and she was being, you know, harassed by the man who kidnapped her. And so she wakes up from the dream and she looks out the window to make sure everything is OK and she's, it's not it's just a dream. It's not reality. And so she goes over to the bed and she sees the young boy in the bed and she's wondering what's, what she's going to name him. And the name all of a sudden comes to her. And she names the young boy Running. Tells him, welcome to the world, Running. As we all know, Running was the, the man, the older man that saved her life and, you know, protected her against the, the guy who kept her captive. So that, man, I want to go ahead and wrap up this episode, man. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I hope you guys continue to tap in with me week to week as I do these weekly recaps. If you decide you want to join in the conversation, you can always, can, you know, hit me at, you know, IG, hit me at my email, dovisionsf at gmail.com. If you guys want to talk about this, I really would like to talk to you guys and see what you guys and your opinions about this show. Like I always say, man, it's collaboration over competition. You know the vibes, dopeness over everything. This your boy Frank Nitty from The Sip. I'm out. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to grab some merch, canvas prints for your home or office, or see the full-length video from this episode, please visit dovision.com. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at dovisionsf. Also, send me an email of someone you'd like to hear on the podcast at dovisionsf at gmail.com. Also, please join the Dovision Club at patreon.com forward slash dovision for early access to the content and some of the behind-the-scenes look of some of the episodes that I create. While you're listening, don't forget to hit, hit the subscribe button and comment on the podcast as well as my YouTube channel and turn on those post notifications so that you'll be notified each and every time I drop a new episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, collaboration over competition. Until next time, this your boy Frank Nitty, and I'm out.